Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Wow, Matt. Fellow adventurers, we are back with Sir Crokington, and we're going to continue proving grounds for the Trot Hunter. We're on to part two. When you associate with someone known as the Troll Hunter, you have to know that sooner or later, it's going to come down to hunting trolls. And this part is, and this scenario is called Trouble in Tarnsney. It does begin. Jig, there's a helpful hint from the GM. Yes. Greetings, adventurer. Trouble in Tarnsney. Greetings, adventurer. Just a f- hint from the friendly GM. There are two paths to embark success in the scenario on which you are bound to embark. One path is more direct and a shorter route to victory. The other is longer and more perilous. However, as is usually the case, with extra danger come extra rewards. And of course, Sir Crokington is so overpowered for this. That it really isn't any extra danger at all. So it's just extra rewards. Jig and the rest of his men, now 16 strong, are greatly saddened when you return to the camp bearing news of the deaths of Tibstock, Jod, Pruin and Jarg. They were good men. I don't know what else to say, he says. Clearly disturbed by the sudden loss of four of his crew. You're right to fetch the folk out the folk from there. That lair. But foolish thing to do so alone. Still, marvel of a feat at that. Word of your heroic, single-handed victory in the goblin there quickly spreads throughout the camp and serves to lighten what had become a grim mood. Jurek orders a handful of men to retrieve the bodies of the fallen so they may receive a proper burial. Now, Sir Crokington, he says, slapping in your shoulder. Well, I guess patting me on the back more like. Let's hear all about those goblins. When you finish relating to Drig, the entirety of your experience in the goblin there, he laughs aloud and shakes his head. You're for sure a brazen thing, he smirks. I don't know anyone, I don't know anyone willing to stick their neck into a place like that. Without someone to watch their back or their flanks for ma- that matter. Your reputation is well deserved, Sir Crokington. If you don't mind me, me saying it, just a bit too modest. Duke is silent for a moment, as if he's contemplating a most serious matter. Still, would have been nice to have gotten your hand on that elder goblin, he says. The ones that slip off are the ones that come back when you least expect it. I always hope it isn't in my sleep. As a handful of his men depart to fetch the bodies of his fallen men, Druig pulls you aside tells you that less than an hour ago he received word from the nearby village of Tarnsey that said a forest troll was spotted on the outskirts of town early last evening. Could be a lone troll, 
he says, as he's, as he's mulling over the situation, situation in hand. But more likely than not, there's a couple more lurking about. Only the big ones move about on their own, you know. Trolls have enemies too. Lucky for Tarnsey, it's us. Jurig tells you that he would like, like to have that he would like to have you go to Tarnsey with one of his more experienced huntsmen, a man, a man by the name of Tanvar Elmkin. Shouldn't be too much trouble, I imagine," says Tanvar, striding up and initiating a shoulder cross with you. I've put more trolls down than I can remember. It's not like you're. Not like you're a stranger to their like. I'm honoured to have such an illustrious partner. You catch sight of the curious weapon strapped to Tamna's back and ask him what it is. He removes the five foot iron pole, attached to the top of which are two heavy wooden blocks. The blocks appear to slide freely along the length of the pole. Trollbunt, he says, grinning sporkly. No better weapon for taking down those beasts. Of course, Jig here is the man who invented it, and I dare stay the most tw- skilled troll bonter to be found anywhere. Now, we learnt what the troll bond was in the previous adventure, so I don't have to click the link right now. Perhaps sometime I can instruct you in its uses, Jig. It's a difficult weapon to master, but when properly maintained and wielded, knows no equal to the task for which it was designed, which is killing trolls. Tanvar straps the troll bond to his back, and the two of you bid Juiga farewell as you set off on foot to the nearby village of Tarnsey. Juig calls after you, wishing you both luck and a safe return. You've gone less than a mile from the encampment in the ruins of the North Old Church, when the road you're following branches to the north. Turning in that direction, you begin a gradual ascent to the north, thickly wooded highland, wherein the mist of which sits the village of Tarnsey. Suddenly, Tarnvar stops, stoops to examine something on the road. Goblins, he says in a hushed tone. Passed by here not more than an hour or two ago. Two dozen, maybe more. Maybe leftovers from that cave you carved up? Tanvar tells you he's willing to track down the goblins and at least make note of their numbers and position, though he says he will leave the decision up to you. We could just as easily continue on to Tarnsey, he says. Sometimes it's better to, to leave something big. So I can track down the goblins or just go straight on to Tarnsey. Presumably, this is the more dangerous and more rewarding path we are warned about. We can use divination, woodmanship, or thievery for some clues. Use thievery. Succeeded. 16 XP to thievery. Tanvark, as Canvar continues to examine the tracks he found, your well, your well-trained eyes can't help but notice. Notice a pouch of gold tokens resting in a pouch. Pouch on the side of the pack he's slung over his shoulder. Oh, come on now. I guess I could steal from Tanvar. Uh, no. 
No, no, I'm not going to steal from him. Come on, we're companions. Companions don't steal from each other. Decide to track the goblins. Tanvar seems uneasy about tracking the goblins, but appears to have a high degree of faith in your judgement, and he nods in agreement with your decision. Following the skilled huntsman, you plunge into the forest of the wise of the world and begin the arduous task of following the goblin trail. Less than 200 yards from the road, you reach the top of a steep rise, and there, on the other side, in the forest below, your eyes fall upon the encamped goblins. You count 20 of the vicious creatures, most tending to their weapons, while several busy themselves with the skinning and gutting of two deer carcasses. Tanvar whaps your arm and points to the eastern side of the camp where your eyes fall upon four ogres sulking. Sulking about the edge of the dense thicket. This is suicide, he whispers, managing a wise smile. The whole crew, maybe. But not just the two of us. Come on, then. Let's get back to the world. Uh, uh, yeah. If it was just you, yes, it would be. But I'm here. I'm going to attack the encampment. A wild... A wild look suddenly passes over Tanzar's face as you attempt to goad him into attacking the goblin camp. His hand slides down to the haft of his axe and he stares down at you for several seconds. I can handle those ogres if you can figure out what to do with the west of that bunch, he says, referring to the goblins. You've got a streak of the wild in you for sure, Sir Crokington. You nod, in agreement with Tanvar's plan, and without another word the two of you creep over the back of the hill and steal down to the outskirts of the encampment. The base of the hill, Tanvar nods at you and moves off in the direction of the ogres, obviously hoping that the thicket next to which they stand will be enough to conceal his approach. As you turn your attention to the twenty goblins, Turn your attention to the 20 goblins you must now deal with. Well, I've got quite a few options here. I could attempt to lead the goblins away from the camp, but nah, they'll just come back. I could just boldly assail the camp. I could use feathery, elementalism, illusion, woodmanship, or archery. Mm Hmm, yes. Oh, Oh, also necromancy. Uh, me elementalism failed. Well, that well, oh well. Having failed to successfully channel your power, you're about to make another attempt when suddenly you are spotted. Every goblin in the camp leaps to its feet and immediately charges in your direction. With your mind racing, you decide your only viable option at your disposal is to attempt to lead them away from the camp in the hopes you won't be overwhelmed by their sheer numbers. You turn and bolt in the opposite direction, setting your plan in motion. The chase is on. Picking a number. Bonus 180. 20 from agility. 148 from woodmanship. And 12 from luck. I think I... Well... I could get more luck by equipping the quick stab dagger. And in fact, I just will. That gets me 19 from luck now. So that's plus 187. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to have a problem with this. 
pick now. 228. Your plan seems to be working splendidly. You dash through the forest, keeping just ahead of the fastest of your goblin pursuers. After a couple of minutes, only a small group remains on her heels, and when you reach an advantageous bit of terrain, you spin to face them. The five cruel creatures, breathing heavily, gash their teeth as they close in on you, brandishing their cruel instruments of battle. Okay, five cave goblin warriors. Everyone else has been left behind. And is probably trying to catch their breath as well. They'll need it. The cave goblin warriors attack you viciously. I stab them. A sudden surge of energy overtakes you as you lay an impossibly swift blow upon your enemy for 11 damage. And they are slain. 21 XP. You step back from the pile of goblin corpses and boldly hold your ground as a new batch of four of the foul kin, foul creatures, arrive. Eager to have at the slayer of their kin. It's four cave goblin warriors. Stab. One falls down. Stab. Stab. Okay, there goes, there goes another. Stab. Alright, four stabs, four deaths. They are slain. 21 XP. The third group of goblins arrives. Eight strong. But upon seeing the carnage strewn about on the forest floor at your feet, four of them turn and flee. The four goblins who remain charge at you, shrieking wildly as they close in. Honestly, I don't think those four goblins are going to last very long. The ones that flee, they'll probably be picked off by something. Possibly the troll we were going after. You know, that the whole point of this was to get the trolls. Alright, four cave goblin warriors begin combat. The cave goblin warriors attack you viciously and are slain. 21 XP. I'll have your blood, human! I'll have your blood! Hisses an angry voice from behind as the last of the goblins slumps the ground at your feet. You turn to find yourself facing the elderly goblin who fled the caves after you slain his three sons. He draws a glittering short sword and points at your chest. I have no clan left to lead, he snarls. But I'd rather die than one from you. With another word, the ancient goblin strides forward and attacks. The cave goblin, cave goblin chieftain. I've killed his three sons, so understandably, he is quite pissed off at me. Begin combat. The cave goblin warrior attacks you viciously. Your enemy deals a savage blow for ten damage. And another savage blow for 14 damage. Alright, and I keep the stabbings. Another savage blow for 13 damage. And that's, alright, three savage blows. One for each of his sons. And he's slain. Go on, go meet your sons. 518 experience points. Whoa, he is good. 
well, he's, he's not that good. He's still dead. The ancient goblin chieftain is dead. The remaining goblins flee for their lives, running in terror from the mighty being that just put down their leader. You search the chieftain's corpse and discover a wing on one of his fingers, which you take. A few. You took this wooden wing off the finger of a dead goblin chieftain. His sword doesn't appear to be magical, but is nevertheless a remarkable weapon. It's an exceptional long sword, so I'll just take that to sell later. Well, that takes care of that. You turn to find Tanvar striding up to you and quickly initiate a shoulder cross with the huntsman. He shakes his head in disbelief as he admires your handiwork. And all I had to do was lay down four ogres, he smirks. Come to that. A couple of them got one or two in on me. Must be losing my edge. Maybe I'll leave any rough play up in Tarnsey to you, Sir Quokington. Fair enough. A quick search of the goblin clank reveals several sacks containing a large amount of gold. You split the gold with Tanvar who then gives you half of his own share. I never know what to do with it, he says wily. That's 607 gold tokens. Yep. At last, the two of you make your way out of the remains of the goblin camp and head back towards the road. There, you resume your trek to Tarnsley. Well... Had to be a dozen trolls to rival all of that, laughs Tanvar, as you start off along along the road. Nice work on those goblins, Sir Crokington. And that's another 512 experience to general. Well, at least I don't have to worry about that guy seeking any more revenge. Because there's nobody left to seek revenge for him. Nobody left at all. Gone. The entire clan wiped out. Bit sad, I guess. A relatively short trek through the thickly forested highlands leads you straight to the village of Tarnsey. Your rival is greeted with vit suspicion for several of the villagers, but the head of the village council, a woman by the name of Lenora, apologises for them and receives you warmly in the meeting hall. These trolls have us all on edge a bit, I'm afraid, he says, as you sip sip on the steaming mug of paleo she's handed to you. I'm aware of Jay's reputation, and I have no doubt the two, that you two are well up to the task. Tanvar bluntly asks how many creatures she's referring to, making you note of her use of the plural. Trolls. Lartnar says that two trolls have been spotted, and they seem to be camped out on the northern edge of the village, in a thick piece of the wood known as Oak Alley. Tanvar nods and assures her the problem is all but taking care of us. Look where they are, it's half the game, smirks Tanvar. If they're where they say if they're where they're where they say if they're where, where you say they are, they will be skinned and boned before the sun sets. Less than half an hour later, you 
stand on the northern outskirts of the village, the edge of a dense section of forest known as Ocali. Tanvar carefully studies the ground in both directions along the edge of the woods, but finds no identifiable troll markings. You suggest the two of you split off, allow, split up, allowing you to cover more ground, and Tanvar readily agrees, oh dear. Now, splitting up? He might just die. Or he might not. I don't know. Depends. <laughs> Depends, is he part of any ethnic minority? Then he'll die. <laughs> Those are just the walls. Made up by stupid people. Luck, luck to you, Sir Crocus, and he says. Don't be in these woods after dark, though I hardly think that will be the case. Fare thee well. Tanvar departs, entering Ocali, a couple of dozen hundred yards to south. When you enter it, you enter at a similar distance to the north. Were it not for the nature of the task at hand, and the knowledge of that a pair of bloodthirsty, savage forest trolls are likely lurking in these very woods, Ocali would prove to be, prove to be a cheerful spot, spot for a troll. With all due caution, you wander through the maze of towering hardwoods and tangled undergrowth, searching for any sign of your fearsome prey. Picking a number. Bonus of 74. All of it from woodmanship. Pick now. 162. I guess that means it's a success because I got 32 experience to woodmanship. It, it doesn't take long for you to come upon the pair of forest trolls. The towering brutes are, cr are crouched by the bank of a trickling stream, catching and devouring small black frogs that pull from the edge of the bubbling water. As luck would have it, they have not yet, you have not yet been spotted. Standing behind a pair of ancient oaks, you contemplate how best to deal with the two trolls crouching at the edge of the stream. Alright, got a lot of options here. Archery, Elementalism, Thievery, Telekinesis, Gating, or Illusion. Telekinesis. Or I could attack them. Succeeded. 64 experience to Telekinesis. Calling upon your power of Telekinesis, you levitate a small... A small shot. A small stone out of the stream and hover it directly directly in front of the two stunned trolls, or the pair of savage Benamos remain transfixed by the floating rock. You creep up behind them and manage to land one of them a well placed fatal blow. The troll topples forward, its lifeless bulk landing across the bubbling stream. I hope that doesn't, you know poison the stream or you know make it unhealthy in any way but pro probably not something will need it the remaining troll turns stretches its powerful jaws to sound an enraged bellow and is quickly upon you striking out with its deadly claws alright so which are dumber these trolls all those goblins. It's a close. It's a very close contest. 
I mean, be the be those. It's kind of the same thing. But I think the goblins are dumber because I think the goblins saw you coming, so they knew they were under attack, and they were still distracted by the floating stone. But these trolls. These trolls, it just, a stone just floated there. And obviously they looked at it, it's weird. Uh, they, I mean, they probably didn't even know telekinesis existed. So I guess it's not that dumb. It just looks dumb from our perspective, where we know things that they don't know. But knowing the things that they know, not so dumb. Alright, begin combat, anyway, with this forest troll. This troll savagely swipes at you with its deadly claws, deals you a savage blow. Keep swiping, another savage blow for 10 damage. And now it is slain. 21 XP. You spend several minutes resting and cleaning up your equipment following your victory over the two trolls. A small while later, Tanvorwise, smiling broadly, when his eyes fall upon the bloodied corpses of the two trolls. All the trolls for you then? I was looking forward to a good bont. He jests as he slaps you on the shoulder. He stoops and examines their carcasses and pulls out a long, sharp knife. Tanvar sets about skinning and boning the troll, exactly as he told Linara he would. He tells you that that Jig is keen on removing the skins and major bones from the slain trolls, which he sells from time to time to weapon and armour crafters. Nothing quite as thick and light as troll hires, says Tanvar, as he proceeds with this rather gruesome task. And nothing quite as hard and strong as troll bone, not to mention, Jig believes, the trolls ought to put some use after they're dead. In a matter of a few minutes, Tanvar is finished. He straps the skins and bones to his back, and the two of you make your way out of Oak Alley. The bugs will take care of these two now, he says. Not much else will eat twelve flesh. Hungry wolf would sooner starve, I'd wager. Well, we're going to get some cool bugs here. Yay! After a quick quick stop in Tarnsey, when Tanvar accepts a small payment in gold from Menorah, the two of you set out for the Windlawn, hoping to reach the ruins of the old church before dusk. While making your way out of the Highland Forest, a flock of crows swoops out of the trees and flies across the road in front of you, screeching loudly. They disappear to the east, their hoarse cries fading with them into the distance. Bad sign, smirks Tamar. A new omen, if you will. Storm, warning this way, you know, that sort of thing. If you believe things like that, I mean, can't say I do. It's nearing dusk when you return to the camp. And that finishes this scenario for 128 experience to general. Very nice. Alright, on to the next bit. The hunt continues. The Troll Hunter is part three, that is. 
The troll hunter is a surprisingly busy fellow. Had you known that, that the wilds of Swift were calling with such wicked creatures, you might not have chosen the path of an adventurer. Then again, alright, Dragon I would is this bit. Here we go. Jig is impressed by Tanvar's account of your mission. And he tells you he would be honoured to have you join his company of huntsmen for the next small while. There seems to be no end of work in these parts. It'll be worth your while, believe me, Sir Crogerton, he says. You'll be well played, paid for your sweat. And even a monster slayer like you might earn, learn a few things along the way. Can I say you're bored then? Duke is delighted when you agree to be in his service for the time being. And he introduces you to a long-haired, middle-aged huntsman in his company by the name of Wheel. Wheel knows more about, about the wildlands than almost any man I know, says Jurek. He can show you a few of his tricks. And maybe learn a couple of yours. Have at it, lads. You spend the better part of the next two, two days traipsing about the nearby forest with Wheel, tracking and hunting all manner of game which you bring back to the camp when it promptly becomes food for an ever-hungry company of battle-hardened men. Wii is extremely impressed with your level of proficiency in operating in the wild, and, despite your high level of mastery, after two days you find that if you indeed learned a few new tricks from the skilled woodsman, 128 experience to woodsmanship. Very nice. Does that give me enough to level it up? Let's just see. No. No, I, I require 6,963 experience to level up. I'm only at 3,407. But we're getting there. We're getting there. For a couple of days following your excursions with Wheel, the company remains idle in the ruins of the old Turk church. You spend your time getting to know many of the huntsmen in Jig's employ, and wandering in and out of Windloy, where you enjoy your fill of the famous Wed Fox Ale that originally led you to this corner of the kingdom. Without warning, early, early one afternoon, he returned to encampment with Wee and Tanvar, and find find that preparations are being made to move out. Close to overstaying our welcome here, says Drig, as he as he packs his meagre collection of personal items onto the back of his horse. We're heading up country, through a spot of forest known as Dragon Eye Wood. The place is always crawling with trolls. We hunt hunt the wood for to trolls and bring our tape to South Dawn Keep. Then maybe we'll move up with her and get above Twithick. Come on then, let's be moving off. You're, you're, you're given a horse, and before the company leaves the wounds of the old church, Duke takes you aside and gives you a cloth sack filled with gold. 1,200 gold tokens. I was able to negotiate a slightly better turn than what I thought, he says. He hands you the sack. I don't really remember what we agreed to, but I'm sure there's more in more in that sack than we did. 
You've earned every last token, Sir Grogan. Stick with me. I've been more, more than that before we get any west. You thank Jurig for the gold and ask him how he came to negotiate such a generous payment from the town of Windon. Well, if there's anything these small places dislike almost as much as trolls and goblins, it's a score of rugged, shifty-looking characters lingering about on the outskirts of their town, he smirks. A few mentions of how much the men are enjoying this area, and you're sure to be on your way to a rising bounty. He laughs and slaps and pats you on the back as he strides past and takes up position at the edge. The head of the horse company. When all of the assembled, when when all are assembled and ready, Jig gives the symbol. The troll hunter and his band of huntsmen move out of the ruins of the old church, headed north for prospects unknown. After two days of steady travel, the company passes through a particularly tangled and swamp-ridden stretch of forest. That Jurig informs you is Dragon Eye Wood. He says he's not certain how the wood came to be named, but it's usually the stalking grounds for several species of trolls. Forest trolls and swamp trolls mainly, he says, as the company moves at a guarded pace along the narrow, twisting road that cuts through the forest. Neither of any use to anyone. In the grassy field at the edge of the road, Jurig stops and orders that camp be set up. He then organises two small parties to scout the nearby woods, sending you off on a late afternoon hunt with three of his men, including Tanvar. The four of you split up inside the forest, agreeing to meet up back at camp in an hour, as you watch the others depart before setting off on your own way through Dragon Eye Wood. Ten minutes into your trek, as as you quench your thirst on the mossy bank of a twickling stream, the sound of heavy footfalls behind makes your heart skip a beat. You spin around just in time to see a hulking, grey-skinned forest troll bounding towards you, its massive jaws unhinged, and prepares to make an easy meal out of its intended tiny, tiny prey. Alright, I've got some options. Just hold my ground, prepare for combat, use archery, alarm combat or fortification. Fortification. It succeeded. 64 experience to fortification. A shimmering cut curtain of silver sparkles suddenly appears between you and the charging troll. The vicious beast slams into the magical barrier and slumps to the ground. No doubt not senseless by the force of the impact. You leap forward and attack the dazed troll as it struggles to regain its feet. Yep. Fortification is a lot more fun when it's a melee attack. When it's a ranged attack, like a magical bolt or an arrows, it's always just... It bounces off a shield of sparkling blue sparkles and then it stops it's not not that much fun but when it's a melee attack it's always they're always going yeah and then they, they yeah more fun that way 
struggles to regain its feet. It's the forest troll and it is dazed. The troll savagely swipes at you with its deadly claws. Keep going and it is slain. 13 XP. Two forest trolls emerge from the thick growth on the other side of the stream, snarling viciously as they quickly bound towards you. You step back from the corpse of the troll. You've just slain and assume a defensive stance as a savage pair bears down on you. Two forest trolls this time. The trolls savagely swipe at you with their deadly claws. Keep going, keep going. The enemy lands, the enemy lands deals you a savage blow for nine damage. I keep swiping, I keep stabbing. We had quite a bit of health that time, but after 12 rounds, they are slain. 32 experience. Suddenly, a pair of leathery, clawed, grey-stained hands snap snap around you from behind and pick you up and squeeze. Panic sets in as you desperately struggle to flee yourself from the deadly grip of your unseen troll acquaintance. Okay, I can use unarmed combat, illusion, or just try to free myself the, the usual way. I'm going to use illusion. See what it does. Succeeded. 32 experience to illusion. Even in your distressed state, you're able to conjure up the convincing illusion of a large stone-backed spider crawling up the troll's arm. The troll quickly releases its grip on its throat as it desperately claws at the deadly arachnid, waking its way up towards its shoulder. You turn and throw yourself at the towering forest troll that come within seconds of crushing your everything. The fearsome troll, the fearsome beast, fought bellows with rage as it counters your attack. It's a forest troll. Begin combat. Squice it through its deadly claws. Oh, you try to crush me and I'll crush you. You are crushed to death. 21 XP. You stagger backwards, barely avoiding toppling the toppling carcass of the slain forest troll that crashes to the ground. There was no time to celebrate your victory, however. A pair of snarling forest trolls leap out of the brush on your right, and, mirac- and miraculously you twist to the side to avoid their initial lunge. The fearsome creatures unleash terrifying bellows as they rush forward, swiping at you with their deadly claws. Two forest trolls this time. They savagely swipe at you with their deadly claws and are slain. For another 22 XP, you look up from the bloody corpses of the two trolls. Your heart sinks, stalking out out of the surrounding tree. Several yards from where you stand is a truly massive troll specimen. The towering, grey-skinned brute unhinges its mighty jaws and wars with rage upon catching sight of you and the carnage strewn about at your feet. The fearsome creature lopes towards you and in desperation you plant your feet and assume a defensive stance. You're suddenly taken aback when a hooded figure Gripping a long iron staff, suddenly leaps out of the undergrowth and lands between you and the advancing troll. The troll roars up to its full height and is preparing to attack when the 
hooded fig- figure, expertly executes a devastating s- stroke with the weapon. You've just come to realise this is the troll bunt. The heavy wooden block spit on the wooden rock, smashing into three of the troll's most vulnerable vital areas as its wielder follows through on a powerful downstroke. The troll immediately collapses at the assailant's feet, and the hooded figure turns to face you, smiling broadly. You rush forward with your arm extended to meet Tanvar in a shoulder cross. Well, fair enough, they should get some too. Could let you have all the trolls to yourself, says Tanvar, who quickly sets about dressing the slain trolls. I'd have to say, you did quite the job of it. He returns to camp with Tanvar and the others, bearing the skins and bones of the trolls you felled in Dragon Eye Wood. Well, that's a lot of skins and bones. Yes. Yes, it's going to be difficult just to carry them all. Jurig is impressed by Tanvar's account of your tally and commends you on the success of your hunt. Sometimes you go looking for the other trolls, and other times they come looking for you, he laughs. Either way, you can't... They can't have, have you all that worried, Sir Crokington. Fine showing. As Jurig tends to the grim trophies that Tanvar has brought back, you take your seat by the crackling fire and accept a se- steaming mug of paleo from Wheel, who's eager to hear all about your hunt. The shadows of late afternoon slowly lengthen into the enveloping arms of dusk, and soon thereafter, the black cloak of night. 128 experience to general, and that finishes this scenario. Now, you know what? It's time to identify some things. Skills, Arcania, use. I have the Sorcerer's Band and the Wing of Astounding Might. And also, 32 experience to Arcania for identifying them. Alright, let's have a look at these items then. Alright, Sorcerer's Band. That's one Stanrama Point, four Neville Reserve, three Agility, plus four Aura, my minus three agility plus four minus three body plus three mind minus three might plus three spirit all right so this is a wing if you're going all in for magic because you'd suck at everything else if you equipped it all right the silver wing glows brightly and what's the other thing the wing of this astonishing might all right this is might plus five and spirit plus two you took this wooden wing off the finger of a dead goblin chieftain all right and that is that all right back to the proving grounds troll hunter Minstrels? That's what this quest is called. Begin this scenario. You you drift into a deep, much-needed sleep next to the fire, hoping that a few solid hours of rest will remove the weariness that's plagued you over the last handful of days. 
It's just past midnight when the shouts of two watchmen enter your dreams. Shouts of the two watchmen enter your dreams and you're roughly roused by Tanvar. To arms! cries Juick, drawing his sword and rushing towards the road where a large group of men on horseback are apparently in the midst of ca- attempting to make off with the company's horses. Springing to your feet, you sprint f- sprint towards the erupting f- fray, running shoulder to shoulder with Tanvar. When you, when, when you reach the road, the two of you find yourself confronted by four men on horseback. Four men on horseback. The men ride straight at you, striding out. Striking out from their saddle with their long blades, Tanavar moves to engage the two on the left, leaving the others for you. The two horsemen spur their steeds forward as they quickly come to bear, quickly bear down upon you. I've got some options. Just please continue. Use telekinesis, horsemanship or archery. You know what? Horsemanship. Don't get used that very often. 32 experience to horsemanship. You you dodge blows from both horsemen as they ride past, and then, much to surprise, leap up and swing onto the back of the horse. Back of the horse of the rider on the white. The man turns, and with a great display, play of strength, throws you from the horse. But you manage to take hold of his arm and drag him from the saddle as you fall. As you land on the road, on top of the man and moves to strike him before he can regain his feet but he does not make any attempt but he does not make any attempt to get up he broke his neck in the fall and died instantly Hmm. pity the remaining horseman is quickly upon you slashing at you on the saddle as his steed slowly circles you it's a horseman Begin combat. It is to the death. The horseman slashes at you from the saddle. And I stab from my... I guess also from the saddle. And it is slain. 13 XP. You step around the wideless horse. Horse of the dead men. And discover that Tanvas also dispatched the two men that attacked him. He leaps clear... He steps clear of the bodies and joins you in the centre of the road as a broad grin spreads across his face. These have got to be the most foolhardy horse thieves I've ever seen, he laughs. A dozen of them braving a camp of 20 armed men. Hard to imagine if I hadn't, if I hadn't seen it. Well, now we just see what comes of it. The would-be horse thieves have been routed. Eight of their number lie dead on the road, while the remaining four manage to take flight, riding wildly off into the night. Not a single man in your company has been killed. Well, that's a good thing. Duig sends five of his men in pursuit, but they return only a short while later to report the men have entered the forest to evade them. Trolls will have them if they linger in there too long, laughs Juig as he takes the wains the wains to a pair pair of the thieves abandoned horses and leaves the animals back to the camp. Goblins, trolls, bandits Is anything safe from you, Sir Crocodon? Um 
Mm, no. No, no, nothing is safe from me. <laughs> Much to everyone's surprise, he discovered that one of the eight bandits believed to have been killed is actually just unconscious. He's taken back to the camp and revived next to the fire. Upon, immediately upon coming to his senses, the terrified man begins pleading for his life. Jig stops next to him and addresses him in a stern tone, telling him he need not fear for his life. You'll be sent on your way soon enough, he says, his demeanour softening somewhat. First, I want to know what made made a glorified band of a band of glorified tavern ballers think they could make off with the horses of an armed company twice their side. Can't be the smartest notion you've had recently. What the man says in response sends everyone within within earshot into a hysterical fit of laughter. Pardon the mistake, good sir, says the man, his lips trending as he fights to get the wall up. We heard a group of minstrels was moving up this way, and we'd been waiting a day to come upon them. We thought in all honesty you were there. The bandit is escorted to the edge of the road, and his horse is given back to him. He promptly mounts the animal and rides off to the south, not once looking back. Minstrels? Duke shakes his head as he looks at you with a puzzled expression. Minstrels, he says? I've been mistaken for... For wild men, highwaymen, and even border rangers on occasion. But never minstrels. It's just a little distressing. You settle, you settle back down next to the fire. Hoping the, hoping the west of the night will pass without incident. Allowing you to the west you so desperately seek. As you drift off to sleep, you are comforted by one thought. The minstrels, if they were indeed somewhere along this road, have little to worry about with that particular group of bandits. And that ends this scenario with 64 experience to general. Anyway, the next pit is called Tooth and Claw. It's titled Sleep Won't Come Easy. And I think that's when things get a bit more serious. And we start, and we start, we start to move on to the main part, the, the, the more, uh, the, we start dealing with the big foe of this proving grounds, yes, which goes on for most, most of the rest of it, but anyway, that will be in the next episode. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.